Hi, Ann Pearson here. And before I begin today's episode, I'm excited to tell you about the Paralegal Bootcamp's new three-step roadmap to manage cases like a rock star paralegal. If you're fairly new to litigation, this quick start guide will help you figure out three things that you can be doing to help you better anticipate what the attorney needs before they have to ask for it. It'll help reduce some of those last minute scrambles, especially if you're working for an attorney who's a procrastinator or someone who doesn't always share all of the important case information with you. I put this three-step roadmap into a downloadable PDF for you, and it's completely free. You can get yours on our website at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash three steps. Hi there, you're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome back. We're on episode 15 of the podcast show already. So thank you all for your support of the show. The emails I've been receiving from you about the show are so motivating to me to keep the conversations going. So in today's show, we're going to talk about solving problems. Do you know what one of the top skills or traits attorneys tell me they want their paralegals to have? It's the problem-solving skill. I consistently hear, I have a great paralegal because he or she solves my problems. They're a problem solver. They don't bother me with the little stuff. They just fix it. And if they can't fix it without involving me, they don't just come to me to report the problem. They come to me with solutions. So of course, then I'm going to be on a mission to figure out how I can help paralegals become better problem solvers. This week, I've been recording an entire lesson on it for my new litigation boot camp that launches on January 19th. So I thought I'd share a little bit of that with my podcast listeners. Not just what it takes generally, but also how we can become better problem solvers in a paralegal role. First, let's define a problem solver. According to the freedictionary.com, a problem solver is a thinker who focuses on the problem as stated and tries to synthesize information and knowledge to achieve a solution. Now, before we talk about improving that skill, let's first assume that maybe it's a problem we can easily solve ourselves and it's something that the attorney doesn't have to be involved in. You can come up with a solution, carry it out, and fix the problem. That's the best option, obviously, but sometimes the problem has to be brought to the attorney's attention. Maybe it was a filing deadline that was missed, a document that got produced to the other side that shouldn't have, an angry client. It could be any number of problems. If that is the case, when you go to report the problem to the attorney, do so with at least one option that you've researched on what the resolution could be. Preferably two options, but at least one option to solve the problem and a plan to carry out the solution. 
Something you have to keep in mind that we sometimes forget about attorneys, they want facts and evidence in everything they do. They went to law school for three years, getting that ingrained into them, learning how to make arguments, win arguments, that they need to back up what they're saying with evidence or rules or something to support their argument. They also have to be prepared for the other side's arguments. They want evidence, right? So be prepared when you walk in their office or get them on the phone, would that problem and your proposed solution be able to answer some typical questions that the attorney is going to ask you? Inevitably, they're going to ask you questions. I want to suggest that you use the method that journalists use to make sure they're writing a complete story. Who, what, why, where, when, and how. It's sometimes called the five W's in the one H. The questions are going to be different for every problem, but let's say it's that maybe you have an outside vendor and whatever it is that you've ordered from them, they're not going to be able to deliver it on time. So instead of just walking into their office and saying to them, well, the vendor's not going to be able to deliver it on time and here's a solution, you have to be prepared and know that they're going to ask what are our other options? Maybe this option that you're presenting is the only one. So you say, there really are no other options. Then they're going to ask, why can't they deliver it? What's the cost of this alternative option to fix the problem? How can we make up the time after they deliver it? When will they be able to commit to the new delivery date? How are we going to prevent this from happening again? So first, try to solve the problem yourself. If you can be the problem solver where the attorney doesn't even have to get involved in it, that's even better. If it's something either ethically or for whatever reason they do have to get involved in, then bring them some proposed solutions instead of just reporting the problem to them and waiting for them to fix it or tell you how to fix it. Another thing you can do is use the five whys method, and the whys is W-H-Y. This method will help you uncover the underlying cause of the problem, which could also lead you to a potential solution. Here's what it might sound like. So you got to go through asking five questions of why. Why was this filed late? Because Anne didn't get it done. Why didn't she get it done? Because the vendor didn't deliver the product on time. Why didn't the vendor deliver the product on time? They said it was because we didn't get them the drafts on time. Why didn't we know what time we had to get the drafts to them? We did know, but we weren't able to meet that deadline. Why weren't we able to meet that deadline? See how by the time you get to the fifth why? So the answer to that fifth why is going to uncover the root cause of the problem. A reason why that's so important is a thing that we call the Pareto analysis. That's P-A-R-E-T-O. It says that 80% of our problems come from 20% of the causes. Think about that. If you get a chance to reflect on all of the problems that occurred last year at work, I'll bet you'll find that most of the problems came from 20% of the causes. What I usually see is that the cause usually is time management, right? We produced a privilege document to the other side. Why? because we didn't allow enough time at the end to do a thorough QC. We e-filed that brief late 
Why? Because we didn't allow enough time to accommodate for the firm's internet going out at 11.45 p.m. and the deadline for e-filing was at midnight. Okay, let's move on. Another method for solving that problem might be the mind mapping method. This helps you reflect visually how you think. Now you can do a really simple way just by starting at the top of a legal pad and writing at the very top. The reply brief was e-filed late. And then draw two branches off of it and write out your two potential solutions. One might be to file a motion with the court. Another might be what? Then from each of those proposed solutions, draw out what might happen if you do this, then this happens. A next level to this is to then add the probabilities for that happening. Then, depending on how big the problem is, you could take the mind map to the next level and add cost and time to each of the branches of the proposed solutions. So you would say, if this happens, it will cost this and take X amount of time. If you're more of a tech person, there are all kinds of mind mapping apps out there. A few of them are Canva, which you might know as a design software, but it's got some great mind mapping tools in there too. So there's Canva, MindMeister, Lucidchart, Poplet, Poplet is with two Ps, P-O-P-P-L-E-T, MindGenius, there are so many. So it just depends on what works best for you. Another problem-solving method that we've all used that's super simple is to just take a sheet of paper and put your options in the top row and write out the pros and cons for each option. I'd add that next level from the mind mapping and do the cost, time, and probability into the pros and cons. Those are a few methods to solve problems. But let's also look at how we can improve our critical thinking to help us come up with better solutions. Yes, there's an app for that. Apps that can actually help your brain, not only with problem solving and critical thinking, but also things like memory and focus. My two favorites are Luminosity and Elevate. I'll put links in the show notes for you. If I had to pick just one, it would probably be Elevate because it also improves your attention to detail skill, has a bunch of vocabulary games that keep your brain smart, something that's really important as we get older. You've probably seen the studies out there that show that those type of games can help delay dementia and improve our cognitive function. There's a free version, I think, of both of them, but like every free app, you're somewhat limited to what you can do. The paid version is pretty affordable. I think it's like $4.99 a month or maybe $30 for the whole year. Finally, I think when we're talking about problem solving, we have to have the discussion of how to prevent as many problems as possible. Regardless of the causes that you come up with, I would figure out what kind of quality assurance steps you can put into place to prevent problems at least the ones that are caused by mistakes happening or errors in work product. That's one of the things that I talk about in the project management section of the litigation bootcamp, that new one that launches on the 19th. In project management, there is quality control, the steps that you put in place that are going to verify the accuracy of the work product before it goes out the door. In other words, how to catch the mistakes. 
but there's also quality assurance. Those are the steps or systems or processes that you put into place to prevent the mistake from ever happening. So it makes sense then that if you have no quality assurance, you're going to need to allow a lot more time for quality control at the end to catch and fix those mistakes. Because ultimately, those mistakes become the problem that you're trying to solve. How did we end up filing that brief without the attachments or with the wrong attachments? How did that privilege document get produced to the other side? And what do we do now to fix that problem? That problem stems from the lack of quality assurance and or the lack of quality control. Going back to what I said earlier, though, it probably also stems from lack of time. Okay, so our actionable strategy for this episode, start using one or more of those problem-solving techniques. See which one works best for solving your problem. It might be a different technique for different problems. Then take it to the next level and get to the root cause of the problem so that you can figure out a way to prevent the problem from happening again. And actionable strategy number two Get yourself one of those apps that will help improve your critical thinking and problem-solving skills and have fun with them. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today share the knowledge, and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.